0: Now, Park, we're going to divert away from uh, that uh, topic because that's something that Paul and myself, uh, uh, you know, we le- we leave that to the experts like yourselves and all the rest of it. We're going to talk about something that we know a little bit about, Paul knows an awful lot about, but mm. that we all have an interest in. And that's just, we'll say, uh, the political... Uh, th- Set as we're in early 22. Paul, do you want to potentially sort of, you know, lay a bit of groundwork here for what you want to ask, Porik a few questions about?
1: Yeah, I suppose we're just um, maybe kind of using our kind of crystal ball as effective as that always is on El Politico or uh, using using the the medium of um Saturday Chronicle today to yeah. just maybe have I, I, a look at the I, I, future I, I suppose
0: we, we should sort of g- give a, a sneak preview as I said Porrick has agreed to come on the show so our first guest and we're very excited to have you in the future <laughs> <laughs> Parik. so we, we said we would get you on for a sneak talk so work with
1: yeah, it's just to set the groundwork a little bit um I suppose maybe just kind of casting an eye over maybe politically what um, might be happening or might be about to happen, I suppose, and then delivering that through the context, as we always do, of elections ultimately. But maybe just to maybe look at some of the issues that might set the political agenda now as we go into the the framework of both a council election in two and a half years' time and a potential general election, then a number of years later in three years' time possibly as well. What do you think... um, will set up the architecture for the forthcoming um, suite of elections we might experience.
2: Yeah, well, I suppose to look locally first. I think one of the the big issues that's going to manifest this year or going to be prepared this year, um, not maybe the most glamorous of subjects, but it's the county development plan, um, which Mm. is going to be on public display until the 28th of March um, this year. But. Primarily, the importance of that is isn't just because, okay, it's a document and it decides which lands are zoned for commercial residents, education, etc. But it's primarily for the fact that two-thirds of our towns and villages in County Clare are unsewered as, as it is. And mm-hmm. if, if the county development plan as it is goes ahead, you won't be able to be building houses. There won't be future developments in these areas. So that means there's going to be thousands of people, obviously, when they go for planning, are going to be refused. So... That's going to be something that that councillors, I think, are going to come under massive pressure for. And I think the key thing is, obviously, there's public consultation going on in in multiple um, venues across across the the county in, in East Clare during Kilaloo coming up and the ninth of February. Then, so I think it's it's very very important that the public get informed on this because there's no point turning around. You Know and it months down the line when it's passed and said, Oh, I actually can't build a house. You know, there's I think it's about it's definitely two thirds, whether that's about 55 in total towns and villages that are have no adequate waste water infrastructure, which is actually a crucial issue. Um, and I don't think it's it's saying enough about from the rooftop. So basically, people aren't going to be able to build houses. So that means the future of rural, particularly rural towns and villages, is under massive threat. So if we don't have people living in our rural towns, if they can't build. They won't be living there. So there's you know, it just questions the future of rural towns and villages. is massively under threat. So um I, I think that's a, a massive issue. But are the public going to yeah. do their bit to get informed on it is is a question.
1: I think you're right there, Park. Actually, I would agree with it's one of those kind of sleeping giants, um, the county development plan. You can see some of the kind of opening salvos have been kind of um fired on this actually just before Christmas there in some of the councillors even here on Scarf Bay Community Radio, we've noticed some of the headlines that come into us here. You know, councillors talking about the de- de- zoning of land and de-zoning of the zoning process that went through maybe 20 years ago at this stage it is a process that's gone through now I think is every 5 years to actually create a county development plan um, I remember being involved in it myself in a previous um, life um, I remember the 1988 was still in, in use, I think, by the 90s County Development Plan. It was quite a relatively small document, um, maybe 100 pages, and it covered the whole county. Now, when you look at the County Development Plan, you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of pages. You're talking about, as you said there, um, the right to build. You're talking about wind energy. You're talking about shan- Shannon Estuary. You're talking about the towns, the villages. You're talking about a huge amount. It's a complex a complex um, document that, as you rightly said, it needs a lot of attention, really, for the reason you outlined as well in that if it goes on public display and isn't commented on or isn't perused and is then adopted well, I make mean, you don't really have much recourse after that other than a material contravention of the County Development Plan down the line. Um, yeah. Probably an important, politically an important um, event coming up here in the early part the first quarter of um 2022. Yeah, and on and, and that like as well, Paul,
2: I suppose maybe to preface that I, I said it's, it is up to the public but something I discovered in the last few weeks or around Christmas thereabouts after if Joe or Josephine Public wanted to get a copy of the county development plan and get it actually printed out oh. in full, it would cost him <laughs> about €400.
1: Euro. Yeah, that's an interesting because it is huge. You, even yeah, to, I, I, I've, I've actually
0: seen a copy of part one of it and it's nearly 500 pages.
1: Yeah, like I'm saying, I do remember the 1988 county development plan, maximum 100 pages, um, ring binder, and that was it, and yeah. that was distributed. Now it's a much, much, much more complex um, document at this stage.
2: And also as well, it was it a was conversation. I suppose I would have had with yourself, Luke, is is that there was a Rural Development Strategic Policy Committee meeting before Christmas around October, November, that would you to go ahead in front of the media would, would generally be allowed to attend that. And the main item on the agenda was the county development plan. And then at the last minute it was decided, oh, this is an in-camera meeting and the, the media aren't invited to attend. So again, we're saying we need to inform the public, but one would question why Clare County Council made the decision on that occasion not to allow... The media and who were a link between them and the public a lot of the time.
0: Um, yeah, and I, I know Park. Even in your your own paper uh, this weekend, uh, there there's a big ad. We'll say from the council, you know, in relation to the public consultation. So a little bit like you know, if the the people we need to know what's in it potentially, and we need to be able to go and talk to our, you know the people that work in the councils, and and you are the conduit to sort of report on you know what they say and what what they're. The, you know the message that they are trying to get across you know they're they're trying to get across to you in the media that oh yeah there's consultation for this and consultation for that but if they're not letting you in to sort of you know uh, ask a few questions it's not a great look is how I sort of describe no, it no
1: definitely not yeah definitely a, an eyebrow raising I saw that headline in in the, the Clare Echo there actually otherwise it was kind of as I say eyebrow raising definitely mm, mm. indeed anyway
0: go, go on Park and a, a few more thoughts.
1: Yeah, but I suppose
2: if we if we slightly similar to maybe the importance of the county development plan, I think maybe a topic nationally, as we emerge out of COVID-19 slightly and look into the future, I think regional development is going to be something that is going to be pushed for more or maybe vocalised a bit more and primarily in the aspect of remote working has been one of the buzzwords of the last two years and some people they've either adapted to it or they haven't so I think with that moving forward that's going to push for um, you know regional balanced regional development because it hasn't been balanced regional development for um, you know the past decade one could argue and then you know as part of that regional development what I'd include in that obviously is the big juggernaut and something that we include and highlight regularly in the clear echo is shannon airport um because we have obviously dublin airport bursting at the seams and and shannon crying out crying out for flights and and you know new routes and services so i think in terms of to enable remote work and we've seen property prices are forecast in clear to go up another five percent they're already sky high one would argue and we've seen you know the likes of the hinge the scanner have become very popular places for people to relocate property prices there have, have really gone up as well so I think regional development is something that I, I'd expect our politicians nationally are going to be, be shouting for. I think it's a it's a massive opportunity for County Clare in general to, to tap into and exploit and benefit from um because I think people would be mad not to we're obviously biased, but I think people'd be mad not to want to live and work in County Clare given whether it's north, south, east or west, the facilities, the amenities, the attractions, everything. I think, but again, I think a lot of that is going to be underpinned by the, the county's development plan. Like, why would you want to live in an area if it's going to be unsuited or you can't build it out? You know, I think it all comes back to that, but I would hope that regional development is going to be something that's pushed um, by our politicians um, at a national level, and particularly that they start really shouting for, for Shannon Airport to start getting getting adequate um, services when they're being dived out.
0: Okay um. We'll just come back to we'll say the political meat of what we we, we talk about on political political um, on a number of occasions, and we'll say uh, we're as Paul alluded to there. We're probably we're two and a half years out. We're halfway through the the, counti- the, the council term, and last time around uh, the council elections didn't really uh, predict what was going to happen at the general election. In that you know we'll say the the rise of Sinn Fein didn't happen. You know so much in the at the council stage, but uh, well, I I often hear this phrase that Paul goes on about you know the breeding ground for the general election is the council, and that you have people that get elected to the councils can you know then appear on the ticket d- down the line to you know to be uh, in in the county stage. So, have you any thoughts, or are there any people that are starting to appear uh, of note, or you know you cast a crystal ball, who should we be keeping an eye on?
2: Well, with regards to, to to Sinn Féin, I suppose that I mean, there isn't anyone barred the two elected representatives that they have at the minute, at the minute obviously, Violet and Wien at the national level, and Dana McGishkin. But if I was to be saying, keep an eye on someone, I would say Shannon Councillor, Dana McGishkin. I'd say there's going to be, there's the possibility that, that Sinn Féin, if they run with two, that it would be an all-female ticket of, of Violet Enwin and Dana McGishkin. But um, we, don't, we don't know. Obviously, when we know the locals are pencilled in for 2024, a general election we, we don't know when that's going to be held obviously it's, it's penciled provisionally for a later date but something mm. you never know what could happen to to accelerate things there um but apart from apart from those two they have obviously the activists but um you know in terms of their candidates, obviously Donna contested in the Ennis electoral area for the 2019, and Mike McKee, the late Mike McKee, was was elected in the Shannon um, area. Whereas um, Sean Nocton over Bryan's Bridge was in the Killaloo Municipal District and first candidate eliminated, and haven't heard much from him since he was the youngest candidate across the county. Um, so I, I haven't heard much um, or seen much uh, activity out of him, you know, in, in terms of a p- person that maybe is keen, as they often say, Tony O'Brien would have said it after the 2019 um, count, that the vote for the 2024 election starts That's the right, next right. day. That's right. So That's right. Um, it hasn't started yet for Mr. Nocton in O'Brien's
1: Does Donna McGetty can live in Ennis or live in Shannon? I know she represents the Shannon area. Yeah, she lives She lives in Shannon. She lives in um, Shannon, lives sorry, in yeah. Oh, yeah, she lives in Shannon and she, and she stood in the Ennis area in 2019. Yeah. That's what it is, actually, yeah. That's, yeah, they yeah. Do something. Not that that will make a huge difference. Yeah, it's an interesting strategy and in probably addressing the problem that retrospectively Sinn Féin looked at after the 2020 general election in that they didn't stand enough candidates. Now, they were never going to stand two candidates in County Clare at that time, but I think you could be pretty on the ball now with that analysis from a Sinn Féin perspective um, for the next general election. All right, yeah, that's...
2: Okay. But, okay. But, I, but I suppose on that one Paul as well they had originally intended to run two in Clare like uh, Mike McGee was um, listed as candidate and so was Nolan Moran who Nolan contested Moore. previous yeah. elections um, and then That's their right. argument there's uh, maybe a bit of digging work on that one their argument was that the time lapse the time period had elapsed between they announced them and the actual time to run so obviously Mike McKee's declining health was a factor as well, so they pulled the two candidates and then Violet Anne Wynne came forward, um, but Donna McGishkin would have said at the time of 2019 that she put herself forward in Ennis to, um, you know, she had obviously been involved with Cummins and Sinn Féin or unclear clear for years, but it's said. You know, she was sick of talking about. We need more women, so she actually put her hand up mm. and went. It was always unlikely that she was going to get in in Ennis because she hadn't yeah, in in the profile there in comparison to the profile she has in Shannon. But Nollan Moran has been involved with um, multiple healthcare Midwest health campaign and reinstating Shannon Doc services, but has kind of been maybe out in the cold in terms of Sinn Féin circles. So well, there was definitely she, some
1: internal um, yeah. relationship issues there with 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 Nollian Moran and the Sinn Féin party. Definitely, yeah. yeah.
0: OK, move, moving on, and I suppose we'll just talk about we'll said the parties in power, I suppose we're talking about the, the, the party that want now to be in power, Sinn Féin. We'll move on to maybe Fine Gael. Fine Gael, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, um, they would, I'd expect both of them would run three in a general election, um, but there is strong discontent towards both parties um, from, I think, people of the majority of age demographics in Clare and nationally, just given how the the last two years have been managed in the response to the COVID nineteen pandemic, and it's been it's been something highlighted on national radio stations in the last two year, last um, end of year reviews for the past two years is that um, I think it was Fanon Sheehan of the Irish Independent. The man he put forward as the most influential politician in Ireland was actually Dr Tony hoolan So it seemed that he was the person calling the shots. The shots, and a lot of that would have. Um, maybe tainted people's views of, of Fianna Fáil and Fianna in terms of how they were managing the pandemic. But I, I, just
0: I, th- I think I alluded to him myself in uh, the, the, the review of the 2021 20, uh, Politicians of the Year.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so slightly tongue-in-cheek, we awarded him our Politician of the Year in El Político yeah. programme here a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> That's why <where> we're smiling. <laughs> yeah. So maybe El
2: Político like the local election and <laughs> what happens at uh, national level.
1: Yeah, I wonder.
0: I wonder. Yeah, exactly. Um, Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael... Uh, would say anyone coming to mind, you know, or anyone, you know, uh, anyone trying to come back or sort of trying to raise their head above the parapet? It? Uh, maybe it's a little bit early, but just your general thoughts.
2: Yeah, well, we, we would have, um, we would have published a piece in the cleric around December. whereas there was generally from talking to party insiders with regard to Finnegale, that there was five candidates at that stage in, in, in proceedings in their heads for the general election candidate that was obviously Sitting TD, Joe Carey, Senator. Martin, Martin Conway, um, Councillor Mary Howard, Councillor Joe Cooney and Joe Melody, um, a young farmer for Bunratty who also does a farming Colin with Clear Echo. Um So they are the five that appear to be in the mix at the minute um, with Tina Fall. You would imagine Carl Crowe and Timmy Dooley are going to be definites on the ticket and then Rita McInerney probably hasn't done as much since, um, since the general election. She was a candidate there and um, hadn't been involved in local communities but Probably didn't poll as well as Fianna Fáil need, um, needed to poll. She was obviously pulling a West Clare vote. Then you were kind of looking at maybe the new councillors that came in, if if any of them did have the ambition to run. Councillor Killian Murphy does tick the West Clare box. Um, whether he gets a strong enough vote is another question, but one would imagine... There's go- they're going to be, if, if Finney Gale, Finney Ford run three candidates, one of them is going to be a female candidate. So that holds, um possibly positive for Mary Howard, but then you're just looking at the geography. Martin Conway, Ennis Diamond, Joe Carey, Clare Castle, Mary Howard, Ennis. That's leaving East Clare wide open and West Clare wide open, um, as well as the South. So maybe something strategic. But again, Mary has a profile. Is there anyone coming through those parties that isn't in an elected position um, as of yet we haven't seen him. Obviously, there's been speculation and it was something in his autobiography that he, he wouldn't rule out, but daily had said... Um you know he's links to Fina Ford. He wouldn't rule out running at a future date, but apart from that, there's there's no outside candidate that isn't in an elected position that's come forward. But that would be closer to the time, obviously.
0: That, that, that's that a, that's a good one, Park. We'd we'll hold you to that one. Now with was it was Anthony. I, I'd say he'd get a few votes, all right. And we'd say you you know you've alluded to there. We'd say potentially uh, West and East Clare. There's a little bit of a gap from the two traditional parties, and you've Michael uh, McNamara out out here. You know what what would you put his his uh would say, how he's performed so far and his potential, uh, you know, performance uh, in, in a year or two to come, bearing in mind that the committee that he's been involved in, he's probably had a lot of national profile. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think if we had an election in the morning, I think he'd be the man that would top the poll. But the key thing is we don't have an election in the <laughs> morning. So, um, again, as you said, he did get a lot of profile after the COVID-19 pandemic. And just from talking to people maybe in their twenties, thirties, Michael McNamara is the the T D. They've they've prayed, you know, they might they didn't vote for him the last time people have told me what they've said. They were impressed with him and how he's spoken out. But um then I've spoken to people in the East Heartland that have said they've not been impressed with him mm-hmm. and how he's carried on and, you know, it maybe not as um what they would have thought when when they voted for him then didn't maybe carry on that way. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think I think he's the safest of the four at the minute. I think a Sinn Féin candidate will get in. Which one of the two women it is at this stage is unclear. But um, I think Michael McNamara at this moment in time is in a very safe position.
1: I think, yeah, I, that analysis is pretty accurate. I, I would agree with you, point, But I think it comes down then to strategy um, for the two, I suppose, if you want to call them... Historically, what would have been called the main parties, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, that's going to be the key issue in relation to maybe, maybe two other seats, possibly three seats in the overall constituency, the strategy that either of those two parties adopt for the general election, and that will be influenced somewhat by the local elections. And I do think, using a phrase that you had there about an acceleration towards, I think the incumbent government or the parties, the incumbent party will will be trying to decelerate the political system now for the next two and a half years to kind of extend out the length of time until the general election. But I think strategy will be the big issue for Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael in the um, next general election. Yeah.
2: yeah, definitely. And like as we say, it, the local elections, you look at the age profile over our, our councillors, there's an opportunity for them to maybe blend in a new a candidate or someone that they think could have potential. Um, like we've seen in, in looking at the local elections again, just it's, a, it's an easy reference point. Mark Nestor was the maybe the standout surprise candidate in as He was the youngest, he the youngest right. councillor at the minute. But I would say, given the lack of proposals he'd submitted on his own, I don't think he'd be viewed as a as a future GD um, at this yeah. moment in time, um, maybe hasn't made enough, not, not that everyone has to be making noise, but um, he's been very much parish pump, that yeah. timber fencing needs to be replaced, in Carracalla Hill yeah. was one of his last proposals yeah. before the this Municipal District, and flooding and ponding, it's not really your strategic motions that you'd be expecting out of a future TD that's, that's going to actually speed up for the entire county.
1: But having said that then I remember watching it and you were there on the day as well you helped us out with some information and technology up at the count in Ennis in Diamond and when you looked at the tallies as they came in that morning I felt all day long that Fianna Fáil were in a reasonable position to get two seats on their trend of 32%, 32.5% of the vote until the final set of Ennis boxes started to be tallied and you could see a drift away of approximately 1,500 votes, which brought them down to about 30%, which put it really beyond their reach to get two seats on 30%. They would have been a lot more comfortable if that Ennis vote hadn't drifted away. So maybe Mark Nestor's approach might help the overall Fianna Fáil Fáil party um, in in a general election. Who knows? Who knows? It's a crystal ball, like we said at the start of this thing. Yeah,
2: definitely. And I suppose the other thing as well, it's, Ennis is an area where a strong independent could mm. make hay, you know. And I suppose that Norton would have been very disappointed with her showing yeah. in the twenty sixteen general election. Um, but you know, some we have we a strong again. Not, not to be aged just Jerry Flynn might be viewed as a strong independent, but maybe at this stage of his career isn't he going to contemplate yeah. Yeah. going forward to the doll. Again, similar with her, Ian Lynch had contested the 2016 general election based in Kilrush mm. and probably, again, may not go, go for another general election Um, given that he, he did struggle um to get in at the local elections in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, we haven't seen a strong ca- or a person making a lot of noise at this stage Um, but I guess given the two years that we've had, people haven't been contemplating politics or entering politics. But Mm. I think given the last two years again, there's a lot of frustration, a lot of anger it could encourage people to enter politics and to try to change things so it'll be, be interesting to see how things pan out in that regard
0: yeah it, it will indeed and now I'm very conscious of the time and you need to get back on the road and we've probably delayed you a little bit too long so the last thing we'd want to do would be delaying you to uh, get, get in uh, the gates and Mallow before the, the game kicks off listen th- thank you for that and as I said we look forward to uh, having you on our next uh, version of El Politico where we'll we'll debate those topics tease and out those yeah. Yeah, tease out some of those yeah. issues yeah
1: might tease out some of those issues
0: yeah Crystal ball for twenty twenty two, I suppose, will be a very a cloudy, very, uh, <laughs> scattered showers. I suppose mm. would be the yeah, way yeah, uh, we we'll uh, have d- to have d- that crystal ball <laughs> today. Yeah. So a- 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 like ex- exactly, and as, as, as I said, uh, uh Park McMahon, uh, news and sports uh, uh, man uh, of of uh, extraordinary note. With your content, will say in in the paper, Park, and I know what we've alluded to it previously. We said that the, the content you put out is uh, fantastic, and we say uh, it's uh, it's uh, for for the county in general you know we're all the stronger for have, having you bringing uh, various topics uh, be they sporting be they political be they just news in general we'll say uh, bringing the news of claire to everybody every week and as i said you can get to claire echo uh, every thursday and online claire so park listen b- best of luck uh, th- thanks so million for taking the time to talk to us and uh, hopefully you have a, a good news to report on we'll say for next week's paper from the results in manner today
2: thanks very much That's much appreciated. Good luck, Park.